Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He's sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Welcome to a special interview with the man, the myth, the legend. Can I call you Stunning Steve Ozer, by the way? <laughs> sure. Add another nickname to the list. Oh, what are some of the others? Corporate Steve, oh, Action corporate Figure Steve. Attack, of course. Yes. Steve O. <laughs> Superstar Steve? Oh, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the marketing manager for WWE Mattel, Steve Ozer. Steve, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much, man. We greatly appreciate it. Before we jump into all of the questions that we have listed, why don't you get the plugs out of the way? Me plugging early? Um, get your stuff in. Th- are there big things happening right now? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, I've noticed a couple of things from SDCC, if you want to go into those. So, I mean, of course, of course, we had a, a fantastic set of reveals at SDCC. Um, and, you know, pre-orders, you know, uh, kind of came and went already. Uh, but the one thing that is, is still out there is, you know, the big new generation ultimate edition arena crowdfunding campaign that's going live right now on MattelCreations.com. Um, great opportunity for all of us, you know, diehard collectors uh, to get something really unique out. Um, something that we wouldn't see in this this current retail environment at a, an actual store. So, you know, that's that's the big plug. Um, head over to MattelCreations.com uh, and check that out and support the campaign um, if you're interested and able to. So let's just jump right into the talk about the ring. So Scott and I are huge fans of it. And we've been pushing it on our show for the past two weeks. There are the detractors that say the price point and all that stuff. And we've we've all seen it. I mean, it's no secret. What is it that you could say to those people that are on the fence? Because one of the thing, hardest things to do is open a closed mind. How about the people that are on the fence? What can we say to them to push them to say, you know what? All right, I'm in. Let's do this. I'm going to back it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the people who who are just not interested, that's okay, right? Like not everything made is meant for every single person, right? The, we know that the... The, the fandom is, is fragmented. Um, there are some people who like everything. I, I'm one of those, like I've been a lifelong fan, never dropped off in my fandom. So I'm all in. Uh, but I know there are people who are fans of specific errors only or, or segments of collecting, legends only, female figures only, NXT only. So I get it, that's okay. Um, so there's no reason to, to, to dwell on, on some people that this is just not the, the right item for. Uh, but if you are on the fence, you know, then I think you just have to look at this as um, it's a it's a low run item. It's a high tool item. It's being delivered, you know, straight to you. No retailer involved. Um, and it, it's really a unique opportunity to explore these these really difficult to achieve items, whether it's the size uh, or the price, uh, the, the tooling, you know, all these factors involved that make these things difficult to, to execute normally. Um, like this is a way to, to make things like this happen. 
Um, and I do, I do also want to point out that I see some people saying that there's, there's scare tactics, scare tactics, you know, being, being done. I don't want people to feel that way. I want, I want this to succeed, but if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, um, then so be it. But, you know, as far as, you know, it being said that, that this item, uh, will pave the way for future items like this. Absolutely. It will like that, you know, just clears the path. If this is successful, that we can explore more and more, uh, with this style of execution. So, you know, think about it. Think about the future. You know, it will be very helpful and make things a lot easier for future items like this to move forward. Um, think about the low run nature of the item. Um, and, you know, try to just think about the implications from a manufacturing standpoint. Um, minimum order quantity, that's a thing. The tooling dollars, that's a thing. That, that arena itself, um, specifically the neon entrance, like that's never going to happen again after mm -hmm. this. So that yeah. tooling is one and done, you know? Um, could we see more rings in the future? The ring itself? Sure, of course, rings are eternal. I can't say we'll never make um, some sort of scale ring ever again for the duration of however long this line runs, you know? But that mm -hmm. neon entrance, it's truly like we're tooling this up just for this. It's the only way we're ever going to get it is through an execution like this. And that's the other thing is the sticker shock. Everybody's like, oh my God, 250 bucks, but they don't look into the cost like you had just mentioned the tooling and everything that goes into it like you had to do special tooling for the ring because this is the first time in the ever done like an ultimate edition ring the led lights with the stage there's so much that went into this and a lot of people don't understand that so let me just point out i have which side is it on here i have like a <laughs> ww bleep uh light behind me the uh -huh. old logo that was like a hundred dollars right Oh and that's gosh. smaller and it's just it's just like maybe two lights inside of it three lights inside of it right yep. that was a hundred bucks i mean really low run there right i don't know right. how many they made but but you know not many at all but i mean just you know put that into perspective and you know i've seen comparisons of like christmas light setups or whatever it's like they're just cranking those out like mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands right so that that tooling cost is being absorbed for the life the lifetime of however long retailers carry that item so right. it's like a lot of those things have to be factored in when you're talking about um, what we have to charge for something like this. That's a great example about the WWF logo. WW. Yeah, logo <laughs> in the back. Um, that's a great call about that. And especially the LED lights, like you said, that's a special tooling. It's This is first time ever done. This is the something new. That's the key point to all this. And as you said, we may never see this again. So kudos to you guys on doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think, you know, um, I think it's exciting. It's an iconic entrance, mm -hmm. um, you know, golden era through new generation. I mean, everyone uh, who's who used that entrance. Yeah. Hogan, Warrior, Flair, Macho Man, Road Warrior, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker, the list goes on and on. It's like that, that iconic shot of, of Hulk Hogan, you know, entering through that entrance at WrestleMania eight and like looking yep. out into the Hoosier dome, like that yep. is like seared into my brain. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's a, some people who are just looking at the name new gen maybe are forgetting, you know, the, the, the wider use of that thing, like going even before the new gen era started. Uh, Steve, you mentioned that this kind of, if this funds, this kind of clears the path for future projects. Are you referring to maybe that stage set that was at access at WrestleMania 34, a scaffold from like the road warriors and midnight express match barbershop wind or the barbershop set with the barbershop window, uh, figures that may not be available at retail? Are we talking 
everything is on the table? Well, I would say figures. If we get the rights for somebody, we'll just do them, right? Like we'll find, I, I mean, you know, I started on this brand a couple of years ago and I got that legends list and we've been cranking through them, right? Like burning through everybody, burning through outstanding attires that needed to be done. Um, so I have, I'm not worried about getting to figures and characters that become available to us. We, we can make that happen. And it might be on Mattel Creations in some other way, but I'm not going to crowdfund a character because okay, let's just make the figure, right? Let's, let's make it easy and make the figure. Um, but as far as everything else you mentioned, I mean, a lot of those things were discussed, you know? Um, this, this was born, this project was born out of that original entrance stage that we showed you guys. Um, mm -hmm. But think about it for a second. This is 250 think of the price tag on that entrance stage. So we got to oh, get there, huge, right? We got to get there. We got to say, okay, there's an audience for this. They're going to support, um, make a case for it and then build to something that extravagant. And maybe that's not the next step. Maybe that's not the next logical step. Maybe it's a talk show set or maybe it's uh, a different entrance stage, you know, and we just like build to, to a higher price point or, or something. Um, TBD, right? We, we're, I mean, we are working on this. I'm working on it late every single day, still um <laughs> even till now like you know doing things behind the scenes um to make this enticing for for everybody so but yes we're, we're talking about all this stuff mega fans you know you might be familiar with robert rudman our copywriter bill mckenna of course you know uh bill benicky is our design manager and he goes back to like the jacks days um so these are like long long time fans long tenured you know wrestling figure toy industry people. Um, so we're talking about everything. Awesome. And I love that you guys are doing the tiers as well. So if it goes above and beyond the 5,000, there's extra perks. Are there any more tiers planned for the ring if you get past the funding for tier two? There are no more tiers yet. Um, okay. We did have some things in our back pocket. Um, and, you know, we're doing some marketing initiatives uh, for the item. Uh, and there is an early bird execution where if you back this item early, you're going to get a special bonus. So by the time everyone is listening to this, um, I'm hoping uh, that we know what this early bird execution is. But it's, it's, it's really cool and amazing. And it was kind of back pocketed with some other things. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to get it if you if you back this early. That's incredible. And I did see, I believe that you guys changed policy to where you're not taking the money out right away. You're only right. taking so, the money out if it funds. Right, right. So now um, it's it's sort of treated more like a pre-order, which essentially is what a crowdfund is, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, except there's like that uncertainty, does it get fully backed or not? But, you know, you're pre-ordering this basically. So now you'll get a pending charge on your account. So if it's a credit card, you're not going to get like interest and all that stuff. Uh, on top of it, it's just going to be pending. Um, and then when, when it is funded, uh, yes. that will roll over and be a legitimate charge. I like the positivity of it. Yes. <laughs> so, and I'll go back to the $250 and I know that's a sticking point for a lot of people. And I, I know you're getting a ton of questions about it. Cause as you mentioned before, you are kind of doing the podcast rounds and the YouTube rounds and everything right now. You're kind of doing the Lex Express right now, if you think about it. <laughs> but I, I wish I was in a Lex Express. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a way you can kind of break down like the cost of everything? I mean, the, that the people are just like seeing the sticker shock and that's it. They're just like, 250 bucks, I'm out, you know, but they don't under, a lot of people don't really understand that 
whole concept of the tooling, the lights of the LED and, and the diesel figure. You guys had to uh, go in and create a diesel figure. Doink yeah, too. Thank so you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pull out my calculator here and do some math <laughs> with, with you guys. Right? So let's just say a hundred dollars for a premium ring. The skirts mm -hmm. are really nice. I don't know if that's reflected in, in the photos, but it's like the material is really nice on those. The turnbuckles are fabric. So this is a plussed up version of what we've gotten before. Mm -hmm. Um, plus the tooling, of course. So let's just say $100, $100 for that. And then let's just say everything is unlocked and you get both uh, Doink and Diesel and we'll go with straight up retail, no tax. So that's another $60 on top of that. So now we're at 160 already, mm -hmm. right? Ring skirts, double set. Do you guys remember what they were on ringside a few years ago for the other company's ring? 10 bucks a piece? Uh, probably something like that. Yeah, let's sounds just, about right. Let, let's say $20 for two sets just for the sake of the conversation. So another 20. So now you're at 180, right? Minus the 250, that's $70 for the entrance. Mm -hmm. I mean, personally speaking, if I was on the outside and you showed me this entrance, I would just be like, I'll pay whatever you want me to You're pay. Right. Like, let's make it happen. <laughs> yes. so, so thinking of it at 70 bucks, like that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And that's why we backed it. We we're all in on this, but as I said, there are those detractors out there and it's every phase of life, you know, the, no matter what you do, you're always going to be critiqued and stuff like that. But I think being able to break all that down, thank you for not going into the swivel locks on the uh, turnbuckles <laughs> to the post, but thank you for breaking that down because I think that is a good clarity for those people that are not understanding that point. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's a lot of money. It is, you know, which is why it's a crowdfunded execution. Yep. If it was, yeah cheap and we could achieve it elsewhere, then we wouldn't have to do a crowdfunded execution for it. You know, um, I, I do see the comments. It should have been this. It should have been that. The error thing, that's okay, right? Because everyone has favorite errors. Those conversations are fine. And then those help us because we can look at them and see what people are really interested in for, for potential future things. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like, it should have more, like literally like like the financials, like in doing these, like this is what you have to charge at that low of a run for an item like this. You know, it's yep. a large complex item with electronics and you you make arrangements with the factory and they say, okay, and in this case it's 5,000. At 5,000 units, this is the cost. And then we do, you know, our math and it's like, okay, then we have to charge 250, right? And yep. then as that number increases, right? And the factory is able to produce more and more, mm. then we can start, start giving back to the consumer, right? Because the finance is balanced. So mm -hmm. then with 2,000 more, okay, we can afford to add this doink now and still have this be a profitable item, you know? And then we get another thousand, then you get those ring skirts on top, you know? And that's kind of how it works. And you see that, you know, across uh, a lot of these um, crowdfunded type executions with, with large toy companies. Which by the way, I love the doink. I love the doink. That we got to see it made. It, yeah, <laughs> it has to happen. He has a new torso with a new big, big belly. Um, <laughs> he's got the butterfly shoulders and the, the, the first time I saw the the head sculpts and those, let me also clarify, people are saying, oh, it's coming out no matter what, because they tooled it. It's not tooled. These are 3D printed prototypes and hand painted, right? Yep. So it's like when we were shooting this stuff, it was like falling apart in our hand. <laughs> we had to like pose them and they wanted drop kicks and stuff. I'm like, first of all, first, first of all, these guys don't drop kick. Second of all, <laughs> if we try to make them drop kick, we don't have prototypes anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, they're not tooled. So 
they're not going to come unless we we make this happen. Um, but the doink is amazing. The head sculpts are out of this world. And even, you know, th- there's obviously, you know, some people in the business are, are not as familiar as others. And even people who had no idea who doink was, um, they were just blown away when they saw that figure. They were like, oh my God, this is this is the greatest wrestling figure of all time. <laughs> well, even the deco on it for his outfit and everything, that was amazing. It's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The hammer, right? Uh, yes. Um, the jacket. Um, it's, it's, it's such a cool figure. Like I, I really am, am praying that, that we get to that seven K. Well, that's what we're hoping for as well, because, okay, if we can get to the 5,000, I'll be happy. But if we inch past the 5,000 and we're kind of inching closer to the 7,000, we'd be like, Oh, come on people. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. It's scoreboard watching at that point. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I think over the next few days, as you see, uh, hopefully, uh, this start to pick up uh, as far as backers go, I think that'll give some people some confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who may be holding out just because like, oh, it doesn't seem to be doing well. I don't even want to hit that back button, you know, and put my credit card down on it now. But as, yeah. as you see that number going up, you get more confidence and you're like, okay, let's get to this doink. Yep. Well, it seems to be a very low risk thing as a collector too, especially since you guys aren't charging unless it funds. There's really yeah. no commitment. I mean, if you want it to happen, great. If you've got the 250, do it. Right. And I think that's why it was so important to to implement the the, the new payment method, right? Mm-hmm. To where you don't get your, your full charge until the end. Um, you know, something we were aware of ahead of time and weren't able to execute uh, out of the gate. Um, but of course, you know, the, the consumer feedback really helped us make a case and expedite its its you know, roll out. So here we are. It's in effect now. Yeah. To your point, if, if you want this, if you're on the fence, even like give it a shot then and, and sign up, you have nothing to lose. Um, if you actually want it, it'll, it'll go through. And if it doesn't, you get your, re- your, your pending charge dropped. Yeah. And there were other companies that have done other crowd funds and um, we're not promoting scalping or anything, but the other companies crowd fund did produce a, a barge. And that is going for Buku bucks right now. I actually looked it up on eBay. Oh yeah, it's, it's boxed up right next to me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I have it. <laughs> Steve, was this your era? Was the new generation your era? I'm, I'm a golden era guy um, uh, originally, but I never stopped loving and watching. You know, even you know, we we know as res- wrestling fans growing up, there could be tough times in life uh, when maybe some some friends uh, think we're not cool for for liking it still but yeah it never stopped me i i didn't care like you know people um i'm gonna do you know what i want to do and do things that that i enjoy and watch things that i enjoy um and i'm glad i never listened to them right because now i get to to you know give back to other fans uh by doing what i do so i mean let that be a lesson to everybody you know be, you be true to yourself um but yeah uh golden era originally um just got completely absorbed in the business and, and just went back and, and rented tapes of stuff that happened before I started watching and, and gobbled up, you know, as many magazines, pro wrestling illustrated WWE magazine, what it was called at the time with a different letter, um, you know, all that stuff and just completely just absorbed the business like a sponge, um, you know, from, what really triggered it was the mega powers uh, angle. I was a mm-hmm. fan before that, but became like a super fan with the mega powers angle. It was so um, good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to to your point, Jeffrey, a lot of a lot of uh, companies have been doing these crowdfunded things, and they're catering to to longtime fans of all these brands. You know, whatever yeah. brand it is, it's like you're just trying to to cater to like 
you know, these, these are the longtime fans who have been loyal to the brand for so long. What could we give them that they wanted um, that we could never execute before? And you're seeing that across multiple companies and multiple brands. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, everyone says it's an amazing time to be a wrestling figure collector. Now it's an amazing <laughs> time to be a figure collector period. Yeah. Right. Right. And that was what I was kind of leading to is everything is going up and it, especially that barge I was telling you about, I just looked on eBay and it's going for a good amount of coin. This thing could do the same exact thing. And rings always seem to increase in value and we're not promoting people to scalp it, but we're saying, okay, if you fall on hard times, a couple of years down the road, there's this that you could sell, you know, if that times do happen, those things always seem to come up. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, obviously, you know, we don't want to promote scalping, which I mean, in this case, you can back right away at the 250, right? Yep. But, you know, uh, we're in a period right now where collectibles are going up in value. You know, this is this is a, a thing. Um, and some people might not even want all the elements involved uh, mm-hmm. in this package, right? And, you know, I don't foresee any issues, you know, just being a longtime collector myself and seeing how the market is right now on being being able to move some of the, the extra pieces out that you may not want. Maybe you, you want Doink, but not Diesel, or maybe you want Diesel and not the ring, or maybe you just want the entrance, you know? Um, yep. That's what I would do. If I was on the outside and there was something that I was just, just disinterested in, in, in an offering, um, I would just sell off that piece, personally speaking. Not saying that that's the, the company angle right, uh, right, or right. anything, but, you know, as a collector, you know, that's what I would do. And I do it, you know, with, with, with lots of things, you know, there was, uh, GI Joe, uh, Baroness and bike. And I wasn't interested in the bike. I just wanted the Baroness figure. So. So are you all in on the classifieds by the way? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And this, and the super seven stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> so Steve, I wanted to kind of switch gears real quick. When we met you at WrestleMania 34 access, you showed us the King Harley race figure and both Jeff and I were like the emoji with the hearts and the eyes it was one of the most beautiful things we'd ever seen. And when we got to talking to you about it, you kind of mentioned that you had found the figure just kind of laying around like it was done. And you looked at it and you're like, this is amazing. I need to find a home for this figure. I would equate that to like Metallica finding master of puppets laying around one day and being like, oh, maybe we should put this on like a B-sides CD or something. Like in, in my mind, that's one of the best figures that Mattel has ever made. And I'm wondering... Are there any other King Harley race type figures laying around Mattel that you're like, one of these days I'm going to find a home for this guy or girl? I think there, I mean, so that was another pet project of mine is finding homes for all the lost figures. Uh, Wendy Richter, you know, that was one of them. Um, New generation era Jake with the vest. That was another one. Um, So there's, a lot of lost figures that were in development and got, you know, uh, canceled for various reasons. Um, you know, th- they were slotted in and they got to a point where, you know, at the very least, um, preliminary production was started, you know what I mean? Where they were actually making a physical figure. Um, but I think we've blown through almost all the ones we actually can accomplish. Um, okay. Except for, except for one, which I am still on a mission to try to make happen. Uh, but I think other than that one outlier, uh, due to, you know, people leaving the company, uh, Legend Seals expiring, I, I think we, we really have blown through all of them and rescued all the lost figures. It, this kind of leads into my next question is, when you get a guy under a Legends deal or any type of deal, 
what determines what order his different character, and I'll use like Typhoon slash Tugboat as an example. We got Tugboat, we got Typhoon, we got Shockmaster. Do you guys have kind of a hierarchy of what character gets released first if he's had multiple versions of that character? It depends on the circumstances. You know, we, we could talk about Mr. T first um, because, you know, he's, he's fresh and he's someone I was in, involved in, in, you know, uh, acquiring and planning out, you know, his line plan. Um, you, you, for him, you want to launch in a big way, right? And, you know, Comic-Con is a big thing and we had to anniversary the successful Macho Man. So we catered the plans towards that Comic-Con execution and beyond, right? So we have Mr. T for however many years, right? I can't get into that. Uh, but we, we put a, a plan in place of how to, how to release Mr. T and which looks should go where. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll deviate a little bit here and there and add something or take something away, but at least there's a rough roadmap now that started with that, that one figure. So, like I said, it really depends on the circumstances, right? Okay. If, if there's no, you know, big tentpole event associated with it, you just roll it into, into elites or into legends or, or, or something else. Um, and you, you, you know, for me at least, and I know for Rob, like I, we, we want to prioritize, you know, uh, wanted, gear wanted looks um you know bill does take that into account but he also takes in you know really visually appealing on top of it you know so there's an extra layer there um so it's a combination of those things a meeting of the minds licensor might say something they, they might be like no this this person doesn't like the blue gear don't do that ever and we're like that's what people want the most you know and then, then <laughs> yeah. we just wait and see if we can like squeeze that out later um Got but it. you know th there's a lot of factors involved and you know it's just circumstantial uh, of how we want to map that out at the time got it so i do have a question do, by chance do you have a microsoft word document that you just copy and paste from onto the forms when people ask you <laughs> about, about certain wrestlers hey can we get butch reed can we get bad news stuff like that i mean you know unfortunately um i mean fortunately right everyone is is interested right that it's right. a blessing people are interested in the line and invested and their heart is really in it we're um, very passionate but unfortunately you know there's so many of those questions like you know i i and I don't have a lot of time. So yeah. I, I've stopped, you know, answering a lot of them. It is what it is. Like there's hundreds, it's, there's almost a million views on that thread now. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, there's only so many times I can repeat that and I'll do it every once in a while, like to just, you know, keep it fresh in people's minds that those aren't really things that I can get too deep in. Um, but I'll reiterate, if there's a talent that somebody wants as a figure, like I want it too. Right, right. Like I absolutely wanted to. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Of course. Um, so yeah, yeah. We want to make those things happen. Keep, keep, keep bringing it up because I'll see, I'll see the names again, and I'll be like, this is someone who's asked for a lot, right? But like, I just can't. I can't go one by one, and and every Butch Reed, you know, Haku, yep. Hercules, Dino, like over and over and over again. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> who's the? What about Macho Man WrestleMania Five? <laughs> there was a basic, right? There was. That, that excuse road. is out the window. We are redoing <laughs> all those desired looks, uh, and I hope to get to that one day. So fingers crossed. Before we get into the next question, I've got to ask, who's the weirdest wrestler anybody has ever asked for on the message boards or maybe added to access? I mean, they want everybody. Somebody wants everybody. You Correct. know what I mean? Like, I, I would be okay with every single character, you know, who who wrestled more than once. Mm -hmm. um, man, I don't know. I don't know. 
Arachnaman, Lasertron. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen them all probably, you know, like like yeah. Teal Hopper and Max Moon. Um, Max Moon. I mean, I would love a Max Moon, like okay. legit. Um, <laughs> Battle Cat. Um, I mean, you name it. You know, like it, it can be any. I've seen every name, every name. Ask at least once. Um, I brought them up, you know, seriously and in jest at work. Um, but you know, we're do we're gonna do everyone we can possibly do. We're doing the goon, right? Right. The, the goon character was, was, didn't last very long, but but it is very very visually cool and it was memorable yeah. because it's like what 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 is this, right? Um, so yeah, it's like nobody's off the table um, as long as we can secure a deal with them and there's no weird like you know uh, IP issues or something. What I loved about the goon was how Bill went in and tooled the skates to have be those wrestling boots that he had on, when it, you know, back in 95 and stuff. <laughs> you guys remember matches with him? Yes. He couldn't walk in the boots. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, he, he could, he could get around, but he could barely move in those boots in the ring. That's why his best move was to knock somebody out outside the ring with a stick and get a count out win. <laughs> Steve, are there any special plans for elite series 100 in terms of packaging? Do you guys have like a special one-off packaging in mind? Have you given much thought? To, I'm sure you have. It's, it's a, a big series coming out. A lot of people are looking forward to it. Just wondering if there's anything special pa- uh, planned for the packaging. Yeah, yeah, there'll be some special packaging. Um, my uh, elite packaging designer is really salivating at what he can do here. Um, so, you know, we'll see what what he turns out in the end. You know, it's still it's still a little bit early in the game for, for what we'll finally execute, but we have been talking about it. Um, I've had awesome. a list that I've been um, updating as my ideas change and evolve over the last like two years, really, because I know, you know, it's coming up. Uh, Bill and I already had meetings about Elite 100 and, and what we want to do and how we can make it even more special. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be a really, a really great wave and a good way to celebrate, you know, uh, 100 series of Elite figures and just being a longtime fan of WWE in general. Awesome. We're all looking forward to it for sure. Sticking with the packaging team, uh, they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, hands down, they've done a great job. The new WWF, sorry, WWE superstars line that's coming out. Um, I want to kind of go back to the ring real quick. Is by chance is, is the packaging going to be shown before the backing is up within the next few days? We won't have final packaging to show okay. of the overall item, but uh, I am working on showing uh, everyone mock-up images of Diesel and Doink in Ultimate Edition packaging. Perfect. Obviously, you can use your imagination, right? That it's it's Ultimate Edition packaging with those figures in there, but seeing it is different, right? right. So I am working on on the packaging team having something created to where I can share, you know, visuals of that with you guys. It'll be a render, right? Because it's it's not physical physical yet, a physical package. Uh, but it'll it'll be a good a good visual, and I think I think that'll excite some people to see you're getting two packaged Ultimate Edition figures in this bundle. Nice. One thing I noticed with the new retro line, and by the way, thank you for bringing back the retros. I think you I didn't must think have anybody heard it. wanted that back. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever mentioned it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you never heard anything about the retros. Um, Jeff and I and millions of other fans are just super stoked that you brought those back. One thing I noticed was series one, aside from the packaging, is that it had a WrestleMania one theme. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Orton, Mr. T, Roddy Piper, and of course, Mean Gene seem to be a WrestleMania one theme. Is that going to be kind of your template moving forward with the retros? Is it going to be themed per series or was that just kind of a happy accident? 
Maybe both. Um, so not necessarily WrestleMania one theme in the end, more just like a golden theme, right? Because you okay. know, I'll say this in another interview that Hulk Hulk was supposed to be in that wave originally instead of Mean Gene. Oh. Um, I think it was a blessing in disguise. We wound up not being able to, to execute Hulk there. Um, but, you know, we have Hulk in that form factor already. It doesn't mean okay. we won't explore him in the future. But, I mean, Mean Gene is truly first time in that form factor. You know, guy in a suit gives us possibilities. Use your imagination, right? You know, who mm-hmm. you've seen us make and who we can utilize that body for with some tweaks. Um, so I think I think it was probably a blessing that, that Hogan got put on pause and Gene went into that slot. So yeah, it'll be themed. I would like them to make some sort of sense. It may not always be era themed. Maybe it's themed in a different way, like characters that just belong together uh, and maybe they're not from the same era. Maybe it it is era specific. Uh, We have a few like definitely planned out so far, but you know, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into like WrestleMania specific. I saw that like, oh, it's it's WrestleMania themed. So each one will be WrestleMania. That's not the case. Okay. And there are long-term plans for the retro series to continue for like a year or two, or can you give us an idea of a number of series that are planned? Uh, we have a couple planned already, uh, more being worked on, like literally uh, in progress. Uh, I've seen Sculpt and, and Deco on, on subsequent figures already. So yeah, we're, we're still cranking them out. Um, but you know, this, this, this next year that we're approaching is really going to be the litmus test of, of, retros right um they're going to be on metalcreations.com um you know they'll, they'll go up for sale sometime early next year um and if they do well then we keep it going and push the limits of what we can do if it's soft like it is what it is and you, you can't really support it anymore i do believe you know based on um you know all the all the we want retro you know hashtags and and all the fan communication and the current collector market that we're in, that they're, they're going to do very well. So I have high hopes for them. So, but, you know, ultimately with any item, it just comes down to, you know, are these performing well um, and does it warrant continuing? So fingers crossed they do. And so does the performance of the retro line, the figures themselves determine if there are other items available within the retro series, like rink carts or a wrestling ring or a steel cage or things of that, things of that nature. So I mentioned, um, you know, in regards to the crowdfund project, if that's successful, it like clears a path, right? It lets you make a case for why you could do more or bigger or better or more expensive or different executions, right? Same thing for these. These doing well, it just starts clearing the path for you, right? So that when, you know, I go in there or if they give the project to somebody else, I don't want that to happen. But if they give, you know, the project to somebody else, they can go in there and make a clear case, say, hey, here, here are undeniable facts of why this makes sense for us to do. Um, do we have permission to move forward, right? And hopefully the answer is yes. Okay. And if kind of going along that same train of thought, if sales of a, a specific character or wrestler are weak or soft, does that kind of put Mattel's stink eye on that person? For example, the Bobby Heenan and the weasel suit. No, because at least I do uh, and my current team, we, we look at the complete context of a situation. Like he didn't actually did great, right? When Good. you look, when, I'm glad to hear we, that. We see the numbers and we see what we shipped in and we did ship a lot of Heenan's in. And also keep in mind, you know, someone else was in that slot before of being two per case who we couldn't do. 
Um, so right. there, all those things are taken into account. And the same thing with, with Tito. And I know, you know, when you when you look back, people think a certain way about that Tito figure, but he replaced Hulk Hogan, right? So the think of the amount of figures Hulk Hogan would have shipped in. Right. And then Tito went into that slot. And that was like some weird mix up with the toy number at the factory with Hogan being pulled. So, you know, there were circumstances surrounding that. So, you know, as long as there are people around like Bill or myself who know the history of these things, they can add proper context. I don't think uh, like a Bobby Heenan situation would deter us from doing more Bobbies, you know, because oh. I know we shipped in a lot and we sold a lot of Bobbies. Um, and even, you know, towards the end, I know uh, the the older waves were clearance out to make way for, for the new items because now you're right. doing, you know, uh, pegs that have a dedicated peg for two characters. So it's a different execution. So that allowed us to clear out some of that old inventory. But even then, the Bobbies at that point at, at a lot of places had already moved. So, you know, he, he was in good shape. That's great to hear. In, in my opinion, he's the greatest performer of all time in the history of wrestling. So the fact that you're still on board with making Heenan figures, Stevie just made my day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. I love Bobby. I love the new WWE Superstars line that's coming out. I absolutely love it. It's a callback to... We grew up with the Remcos, so it's great to see kind of a callback to that. Yeah, exactly. So it's hitting all of our senses over here. Basically, to say the least, is it a callback to the Remcos for you guys? I mean, you know, obviously we're, we're pulling from, from the history of, of wrestling figures, right? Yeah. Um, and Mattel created that form factor with Masters of the Universe, and mm-hmm. then it just like spread, right? And you saw like tons <laughs> of brands like being utilized with that form factor. You saw the Warlord, not WWE Warlord, but the Warlord from comics. You saw uh, a Rambo in that style and karate kid and you name it, you saw it. And then tons of other weird brands, you know, that, you know, in and out quick, you can't even remember them anymore. So, you know, that to me uh, is, is Mattel's form factor. And it only makes sense to, to own wrestling in that form factor as well. So yes, tugging at the heartstrings of those who collected AWA figures, for sure. I had the, they were smaller than AWA figures, but they were the same style, the squatty style of of a Hogan and Andre with an Afro as a kid, (laughs) but they had like barbarian, like loincloths and not, not trunks. (laughs) That's right. But Hey, when you're a kid, you don't care. That's still your Hogan and Andre in your Federation. Exactly. So you grew up around the same time that we did. What other toy lines did you grow up with? I mean, obviously it was wrestling figures, but what else were you collecting back in the day? Because I've always wanted to kind of get to know your background. I mean, obviously we've been talking to you about Mattel, but it's also good to kind of get the background of what you grew up with. Well, I mean, He-Man, right? That's the a vintage Castle Grayskull. Yep. Um, that was a big one. Superpowers, maybe a top top two, maybe even one ahead of wrestling. Sorry. Uh, favorite toy lines of all time. It was awesome. Um, it, it was small though. Right. So, so it's just like the special place in my heart for that superpowers line. Mm-hmm. Um, Thundercats, GI Joe. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, an eighties cartoon and action figure kid. And yep. I at least liked everything you know like even transformers which i don't really collect now i have a couple um you know and i didn't buy any as a kid but i liked it i like watching the cartoon if i went to friend's house i would play with them Mm -hmm. um so you know at the very least i appreciated everything and enjoyed them um but i did collect a lot of those lines like i mentioned silverhawks is another one that's exciting that that's coming back oh Um, stoked yeah yeah i there's a there was a weird line called bionic six do you guys remember that i remember that one 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like uh, three and three quarter inch figures that were like plastic and die casts and they were like see through parts and everything. Um, Yeah. A bunch of stuff, you know, whatever like peculiar my interest. Cops. Cops was fun. I remember cops. Cops and crooks. Yep. Yep. What about mask? When are we going to get mask back? Somebody's got to pick that property up, right? There was one Christmas I had a mask Christmas and I got the entire collection uh, except like the helicopter motorcycle, which my dad actually like just lost in his truck. Uh, and we found oh. it like months later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got the, the whole mask collection, Boulder Hill and everything. So awesome. yeah, I would, I would be all about like getting, getting uh, modern mask figures. So that's you, awesome. So you grew up with all of those He-Mans. You're, so you're probably at service merchandise all the time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the, you know, waiting and then they tell you it's out of stock and you're like, but it's in the catalog. <laughs> it's here in the catalog. Come on. <laughs> so uh, Steve, one of the things we've noticed over the last, well, we've been doing fully posable since 2016 and it used to be really Mattel was the only game in town in 2016. And since 2016, there have been so many other people that have come into the wrestling figure world. How do you view that? Not Mattel per se, but you specifically, do you view them as like real competition to where it, it's kind of the thrill of the competition? Does it make you want to, are you kind of watching what they're doing and then you go back to what you guys are doing and you're going to try to one up or make it better? Does that, does that push you guys with all these other players that are in the market now? I mean, Personally, I'm friends with so many people in the industry. I'm friends with Magic, uh, friends with Dave Jackson, and they're, you know, on the other brand. Um, And I'm friends with people at at, at Super 7. So I think it's amazing, right? You know, personally, as a collector, like I'm buying this stuff. I have the, you know, New Japan figures over here in front of me. Um, The Andre, uh, that newer Andre is going to show up soon. you know, retro style figures, you name it, like everything is coming out uh, from from big companies and small companies. And, you know, like, how lucky are we, you know, I, I think, you know, what, what I want to see is like, all of us just like take a minute and realize that, you know, when they when people, you know, get older, they talk about the good old days, these are going to be the good old days, like right now, that, that right, we're right. In. you know, yep. like Agreed. so much product, so many characters, Characters that we thought would never happen be ma- being made in toy form. Mm-hmm. Um, options, you know, it, it's great. I'm, I'm getting poor because of it, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's enjoyable. So I hope everyone can can take a moment and, and realize that. As far as like improving, like, you know, of course, we always want to improve, you know, um, regardless. Um, you know, double jointed elbows on elites now. Uh, Ultimate edition coming into play uh, a couple of years ago. Um DIJ, true effects, you know, like all this stuff, you always want to keep, you know, uh, making things better and better um, as you're learning more from, you know, a manu- manufacturing standpoint, how to streamline things, how to be able to afford, basically afford more, you know, with the same, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're not really, uh, it hasn't been a price increase in, in forever uh, on elites, but we were able to implement the double jointed elbows regardless. So it's just like, you know, you know, as, as things evolve and get better and better with, with production and technology, we're able to implement these, these changes and that's going to continue to happen. Um, and seeing competition do it, whether it's wrestling figures or beyond is inspiring also because it's like, Oh yeah, look at, look at the disjointed hips on GI Joe's is super cool. 
I think, you know what I mean? Right. Japanese import figures. I mean, I've said that's inspired ultimate edition, you know, like with swappable parts and the whole nine yards and the added articulation and the packaging execution. So yes, you take inspiration from that and you always want to put the best product out there. Um, so you'll continue to see an evolution of things. You'll continue to see things get better and better. And, you know, at the moment now that betterment is the double jointed elbows, uh, pinless at that, uh, being added to elites. I love it. And you guys are really, and Jeff and I have been talking about it for about a year, two years now, you guys have really hit your stride to where nearly everything that's coming out from you guys is a home run. And every product, every series that comes out, Jeff and I just get so excited about it. And you guys are killing it right now. And there are people that are like, oh, we want to, you know, somebody else get the WWE license. Jeff and I are both huge proponents of no way you don't take something away from a company like Mattel when they're completely hitting their stride and just knocking out of the park at every single turn. So kudos to you and Bill and the team. And Jeff, in my opinion, you guys are absolutely killing it. We want you to have this license for the next 15, 20 years. Easy. Me too. I want job security. <laughs> um, thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I think, I think, I think you're seeing, um, you know, real fans um, across the board, Mattel and otherwise, like running the show, right? Those people I mentioned that I'm friends with, like they're fans, right? You have like this and we're friends too on top of it. So it's all kind of cool. Like you have these people who love the business, love action figures on top of it, love the community, like all these people and, and doing our best to, to, to give consumers the best. Obviously there are, you know, retail has to say, licensor has to say, you know, various people at the company have a say, but we're like, you know, we're trying to, to get everyone on board um, to, to put out the best product possible. And you talked about lineups. It's like, you know, that's, that's just the approach now is to just give a little bit of something for everybody to make everybody happy in, in every lineup if, po if possible, female figure collectors, legends, NXT, you know, modern roster, you know, on down the line. Um, and I think that's why for the most part, you're seeing a lot of positive reception to, to the lineups and whatnot. Um, there's always good. If you're just focused on one thing, maybe you'll be a little bit disappointed, right? Because right. You know, it is, it is what it is. If you like NXT only, you probably won't see an all regular elite line uh, with an NXT wave. Right. Uh, but if you, if you like the entire business, you'll probably have something to like in every single wave. Yeah. And I think that's what makes you guys very special is that you're giving every fan of WWE, even I would say even the NXT, because you're giving us a good sprinkling of those as well. Everybody that's watching can go out and buy something. Jeff and I are very um, partial to the, the golden era as you grew up with. And that's what we collect a lot of. And you're giving us a legend series. Fans of current day product have almost every elite series. They're getting like four or five figures. So I think you guys are doing a great job of distributing to everybody that is a WWE fan. You guys are just, again, just doing a great job of it. Thank you for that. Thank you. Easy over there, Mark. <laughs> Keep it up. Come on. More, more. <laughs> Keep keeping it on. Okay, I got one more. I got to ask Steve this question. As much praise as we're, we're heaping on here, I've got to know. Toot your own horn a little bit. What's your favorite figure so far that Mattel has done in the WWE line? And what's your personal favorite that you've been behind to push out? I'm not going to try to influence you and say King Harley race at all, but if you said him, I wouldn't argue. So what are you two favorite, your overall favorite that Mattel's done, but the overall favorite that you have had a hand in creating? That's hard. Um, because I'm, 
I'm usually not a favorites person as far as like I can pick a favorite because that'll change tomorrow. I, I get the fever, right? Like sometimes <laughs> when you're talking about toy lines, you know, all these things come back to me and I might have like gremlins fever for a month and be like all about gremlins in my <laughs> it's the mind. best and, ever <laughs> right and then it'll it'll move and i you know i never not like gremlins but then i'll move on and have silverhawks fever right um so i think the same thing happens with these figures um I, i'm proud because there was a lot of work on my part to get hulk back in the line so that okay. hollywood hogan means a lot because i know people wanted a hollywood hogan and in, in the mattel line very much and you know i was i was tasked with with you know putting the plan together to the business plan and the rollout plan um, and everything for Hulk to come back. And there was a lot of effort there. So that, that one I'm very proud of as far as like, you know, work put in and meaningfulness and having grown up with him as a childhood hero, like all that stuff. Like sometimes I can't even believe it, you know? And then, you know, now, you know, with the survivor series, Hulk coming out soon, getting, oh. you know, my childhood Hulk, the Hulk rules Hogan. You know, That's coming awesome. Um, so super exciting for, for him. Um, Ultimates in general, you know, uh, that was like a, a baby of mine, you know, working with Bill and developing a completely new line that is like really thriving now. Like that's super meaningful. Um, and then, you know, some of the things you mentioned, like the Jake, uh, the lost Jake, the lost Harley, like those things are meaningful because they're so good and we found a way to make them happen. So I think those are the things that that really excite me a lot, uh, excite me now uh, more than just like, you know, we killed an execution, you know, because that's just going to continue. Like you're just going to do better and better and hopefully that's top true. yourself. Um, but I think there's the meaningfulness behind some of these figures um, is what is important to me. And one that I always mention, probably in every interview, if there's a similar question is the sensational Sherry uh, collector's edition figure, because, oh, yeah. you know, we had, we so had good. her for a while and, you know, nothing was happening and she was popping in and out of lineups. Uh, Bill didn't know what look to do. Um, and I like collector's edition. I saw that as an opportunity. I'm like, oh, Sherry's going to go in here. Um, and then, you know, he asked me what we should do. And I was like, WrestleMania six, because then you get both Sherry's, you get an in-ring wrestler Sherry and you get a manager Sherry. And if for some yeah. reason we can never do a Sherry again, at the very least you have both versions in one, you know? So yeah, she, she's meaningful. I was always a huge fan. I loved her, you know, beating the crap out of guys. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And she took bumps and, you know, guys beat her up. Not that I condone that thing now as an adult, but as a kid, you know, she, in the was, 80s, she was tough, you know? Yeah, tough as nails. And, and I always appreciated her. And I, you know, just to continue and finish the story, um, I actually got to tell her son that the figure was happening. And like the, the joy in his face. And this is one of the first times I got to communicate this to a talent or family of a talent. Um, and it was so meaningful to forget that moment of like someone from my childhood that was special to me. Like now I'm giving back to their family in a way, something special. And it really was meaningful to them and moved them. And, and that just elevated the importance of that figure to me like that much more. Unbelievable. What do you do have the dream job? Seriously, <laughs> you've got the dream job. I, I never take it for granted. You know, I, I bet. it is lucky and things are tough and I'm working uh, a lot, especially now with the crowdfund, you know, but, you know, I always have in the back of my mind, like, um, you know, it, it's what I, what I wanted and, you know, I'm here to represent you guys and I'm giving back to, to what I love, which is, you know, the wrestling business, the toy business, uh, and, and wrestlers and the fans. I'm glad you're steering the ship. Thank you. Thank you. You mentioned the ultimate editions line, any chance of upping those to three figures per series? If, if business warrants it, um, they are on the upswing, right? And you have seen very uh, much so 
I mean, an expansion of the line in general now with like fan takeover at, at, at uh, Amazon and Legends Ultimates coming to Target with Batista soon. Yep. Um, and you saw the Sergeant Slaughter Comic-Con was an ultimate, you know, yep. so I mean, as long as it's doing well and growing, like, I mean, we just might have to right at some point. Um, yep. but it really, you know, the, the, the business needs have to be there for, for that to happen. It can't just be like, I want it to be three now. Like, you know, I do. Right. But I can't just say that I have to, I have to present the case where it's clear cut, like, Oh, we got to do this. We got to make the move. So the packaging on the Sergeant Slaughter ultimate edition, the San Diego comic-con exclusive, uh, that was a throwback to LJN with the packaging. Is that the extent of where Mattel is going to go to doing an LJN throwback? Because that's kind of the one that's been left out because you guys have done the Hasbros, you're now doing the Remcos. I doubt we'd ever see Galoobs from you guys. I mean, never say never, but is that as far as the LJN love letter extends is just the packaging on that slaughter? I mean, that thing performed beyond anyone's wildest expectations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, obviously I know the numbers, right. Um, and I know it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't a high run by any means. Cause it's a Comic-Con exclusive. That's always going to be a lower run, but it wasn't like, you know, uh, anything so, so low that it should have been unaccomplishable to buy one, you know? Mm-hmm. So even factoring in the GI Joe nostalgia factoring in the collector market at this time, it just like completely decimated any estimates. I mean, Mr. T was a little over an hour, maybe an hour and a half to sell out. Mm-hmm. Macho Man, I think was an hour, if memory serves me correctly. Um, and this one was just like minutes. So yeah. um, four minutes to be that, exact. That's a huge, that's a huge, <laughs> yeah, that's a huge leap. I mean, less, um, actually. <laughs> um, but um, that's a huge leap. That's a huge leap, right? Going from an hour to two minutes, um, knowing the numbers. So that being said, I know Sarge was a, was, a, was a huge part of that and the popularity of everything surrounding him and his character and his history was a part of that. But I also know another part of that was the packaging. Like that packaging was so cool. Um, so, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't say the door is shut on the packaging execution, you know, if the right opportunity arises, like maybe that's something where, you know, we can revisit that. Um, and as far as like that form factor in general, like, I mean, you know, hopefully we have this, this license for infinity, right? And right. Uh, and we're going to keep exploring things and things have to come and go. That's just the nature of the business. Form factors have to come and go. So I wouldn't say it's impossible to execute something like that at some point. Okay. And this is kind of a two-part question. Are there any more plans to release more slaughters or is inventory completely gone? And did you guys have GI Joe fans figured into how popular the Sergeant Slaughter would be? Yeah, we did. We knew. We knew oh, G.I. Joe okay. fans would, would buy into it. Of course, you know, G.I. Joe had had come back uh, late last year um, and we saw the the quick sellouts. I mean, I buy them. Right. So I was yeah. struggling to get some of these target exclusives, <laughs> to say the least. So, Same, yes, yeah. yes, that was factored in. Right. And once again, like I said, it just like decimated uh, those those estimates. Um, Sarge himself um you know we have an elite coming out um we can do more right i i people were asking me questions on the forums and i said what do you want to see out of this right like is a straight re-release what you want is it just just getting an ultimate sarge out there and actually just an ultimate sarge with new deco and regular packaging is what 
is winning that poll. So okay. um, it seems like people just want an ultimate edition Sarge, at least from feedback from the forums. Um, I know there's, there's more than that. Some people don't visit the forum. Some people are just Facebook groups only or Twitter only or Instagram only. I get it. Um, but it, the door isn't closed on Sarge in general. Um, on that particular figure and that execution, um, it doesn't look like it's going to happen for a straight up re-release for it at this okay, point. Understood. So, yeah, he sold out. It's gone. He's going to ship in a couple of weeks. I know people got January uh, uh, ship dates for that. That's not true. It'll be, just be a couple of weeks, maybe end of August, sometime in September, possibly at the latest. But he's, wow. he's yeah, it, it's coming. I, there were some weird faux pas um, with, the, with the, <laughs> the, the, the dates listed for that um, internally, um, on that team. So, but it'll, it'll, it'll be showing up soon. Awesome. Well, I've got one more question before we get into our final questions, because we want you to get, get some sleep, man. We, we know you've been doing the media rounds, you know, I think NBC's up next, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Oprah. Oprah's up next. Yeah, it's Oprah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's going to, you get a new generation. Arena. You get a new generation arena. <laughs> um, somebody did ask, is there any updates to the fan takeover HBK? Uh, reshuffling. He's going to come after Triple H now. So it'll okay. be Warrior, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. So he's still coming. We just needed a little bit extra time to finesse him a bit. Okay. So thank you for answering that. Now, we, we like to do is we like to have you give your top three favorite wrestling figures of all time. Now, because you are with Mattel, there's a little uh, conflict of interest right there. So we have to say previous wrestling figures from previous lines back in the day and then i would like to follow up top three favorite non-wrestling figures and it could be from he-man could be from joe's of the 80s silverhawks superpowers superpowers could be anything so we'll start off with the wrestling figures what are your top three favorite figures of all time non-mattel once again, once again, with the note that uh, my favorites change. So if you ask me tomorrow, it'll probably be a different top three. Uh, but top three favorite wrestling figures. Let's say uh, the LJN white shirt, red trunks, Hogan. Nice. Um, love, love that one. Love the colors on it. Um, had to buy it out of what was it called? Was it the wrestling ring? Catalog? The wrestling ring. The wrestling yeah. ring. Yep. So had, had to buy him from there. It was the tail end of the line. Um, I love the sting galoob. Uh, that one was really cool. It was posed perfect for gorilla press, uh, which I think they did in the commercial. And I would just do all the time. Gorilla press, uh, Ric Flair. Yep. Um, and Maybe, maybe uh, Hasbro Macho Man, the, the first Macho Man with the, the orange trunks, um, you know, sign it's signature iconic. elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that one. Played with a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I love them all. You know what I mean? You're just <laughs> yeah. like, it's so, you're, you're forcing me to choose. <laughs> okay, so I got to ask though, were you a Galoob and Hasbro crossover guy? You would mix the two or were you completely I separated on those? my god i had to build the roster out so yes of course i, I mixed the two yeah and there you go people, people would jump ship to you know back and forth to the companies it just made it that much sweeter you know i, I the sid the sid was a good one too mm -hmm. um that i played with a lot and then he jumped over and was sid justice and i thought that was just like the coolest thing to like have a, a sid figure and not have to wait for a hasbro love it okay but what about the just toys bendums they came after the hasbros did you mix those I didn't buy the Bendums. Um, oh, okay. While I was a mega fan the whole time, there was a few 
years in the high school time frame where I stopped buying toys. I was pressured to stop buying toys. So I did uh. do that. I did stop buying toys for a minute. Um, but then in college again, like dove back in and I actually left college one day and went to Toys R Us and bought every character in the Jack's line that I can find every bone crunching, crunching action, one of each character. And then it was just like, you know, I've been in the poorhouse ever since. <laughs> <laughs> now switching gears over to top three, non wrestling figures. So it could be He-Man could be Silverhawks, whatever it may be. lion from Thundercats. Well done. Well done. Um, Superman from Superpowers uh, with the punching action. Um, and Cobra, Hooded Cobra Commander from G.I. Joe. Um, I loved I loved that figure so much. I love that look. I know why they can't do it now. I understand it's okay. But, you know, as a kid, like that was, that was my definitive Cobra Commander. Wait, did you have the USS flag? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Um, uh, when I was living in Florida a few years ago, I had a roommate and he bought the flag and I was so oh. jealous of it. Even though it was in my house, um, I was still so jealous that it was his and not mine. Uh, but yeah, I don't have the flag. Maybe, maybe someday though. Awesome. Well, Steve, thank you so much. This went a little bit longer, but I appreciate it. It's Scott kind of gushed over having you on and it does mean a lot to us. So thank you so much. It really does. So why don't you go ahead and get your plugs in one more time about Mattel Creations. Sure, sure. Head over to MattelCreations.com to unlock the arena, hashtag unlock the arena, um, back the ultimate edition, new generation arena, $250 gets you uh, a light up neon entrance stage with ultimate edition diesel figure uh, and all new ultimate edition properly scaled ring with details like never before. Um, 7K gets us an ultimate edition Doink the Clown. 8K gets us two additional ring skirts, WrestleMania and in your house. Price still stays at $250. That's very important. You get more stuff, but it doesn't go up if we get more backers. Um, and if you back uh, ASAP, you're also going to get a special early bird item uh, that you don't want to miss. Um, and that's it for my plugs. And I just want to thank you guys for everything you do in the community um, and keeping things positive and spreading the word and spreading love. Um, because you guys and others who do similar things that you do, Instagram accounts, photographers, people who do news, all that stuff. It's like, you know, you, you help bring this hobby to the next level. And you know, that, that doesn't go unnoticed. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. That's what we want to do because we've grown up with these things and we love them. You know, we've loved them since 1985. So these things mean so much to us for how old are we, Scott? What time is it? Anyways. Uh, Well, you know, (laughs) 40 somewhere 40 what, something what what we're old <laughs> anyway, 24 <laughs> i believe it i believe it but steve go get some sleep man uh go get your rest man we appreciate you coming on i think you got donahue up in 30 minutes so go hit that up <laughs> donahue wow <laughs> so steve thank you again thank you guys thank you steve Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. 
fully posable Thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag fit life, adios from the kings Got the Tomb Brothers busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week With the OGs of WFP Fully posable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag fig life, adios from the kings